All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving, blue line, jams down! Face-off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 55 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. Uh, apparently, this is now a bi-weekly podcast as we decided yeah. to take another <laughs> week off. So we now come at you bi-weekly, apparently. Uh, but I'm your host, Brock Segan, with me as <laughs> always, Dylan D. Bertheim. How's it going, D? Pretty good, Brock. How you doing, man? Not bad. Feel refreshed after another week off. Uh, well, I at least got my voice back by now. There you go. Yeah, that's the only reason we took a week off. You uh, completely lost your voice, and uh, we had to postpone last week's he episode. He sounded like this. He sounded like this. And with us as well, Michael Biebs. Bonnie, how's it going, Biebs? Hey, um, it's going good. Missed, uh, missed you guys. Just talking into a microphone because my parents don't like to hear about hockey like uh, the podcast does. You know? <laughs> They don't talk about it as much, eh? No, they're like, what? <laughs> Who's uh? No, actually, my dad was losing his mind over Crosby's goal yesterday. Like, he was so excited. I came home today. He's like, did you see that goal, Mike? I, I was like, yes, dad. Dad, <laughs> dad, I did. I'm like, yeah, it was like absolute play of the year goal. But 
like, yeah, Brock obviously lost your mind there, I'm guessing. That was crazy. Who scores with one hand? Who shoots that hard with one Dude, hand? Dude, it was like just – he just absolutely ripped it too. It was pretty impressive. I love though how like it seemed like like just as many people today were talking about the fact that he just like uh, stuck Ryan O'Reilly as well. So like it was everybody was oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, like classic Crosby with a filthy Geno, but then also it's like classic Crosby because he's done that a couple times. Just got people <laughs> on the old nads and yeah, it was people were losing it today. One way, check. yeah, What's one, wrong with that? I understand. One yeah. way or the other. That's like just like an NHL 17 when you skate around pressing that X button all the time. Just, yeah. just chopping people. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's around you. But hey, it's, uh, uh, it's done. Yeah, we've Effective. got a, a jam-packed episode. Uh, tons of fantasy playoff content uh, to, help so you, to help you guys uh, here. Some pools, I think, are probably in the quarters. Some in the semis. Some in the finals, even. Uh, so we'll come out. We're gonna come out. Golfing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So the listener number is probably gonna be down this week because of the amount of people that are eliminated. Um, but we've got tons of pickups, uh, tons of spot start options as well, and then we're gonna wrap up the show uh, as we continue our expansion draft segment. But before we get into fantasy hockey, I just want to uh, ask Dylan real quick uh, how he felt about the Villanova Wisconsin game. <laughs> Because um, you know, I'm, I'm currently looking at our bracket challenge right now, and there is my girlfriend in second last, and right below him, is, or below her, is Mr. Birthume. Uh, with, with I don't join read, off, read off the name of my bracket, because it's the best thing about Oh, yeah, the Columbus Blue Brackets. Uh, yeah. Great name. I thought the, I thought the name was fantastic. Um, but then he just goes ahead and picks Villanova to win it all. And... You know what's funny is that it was like my little... My most logical pick was the Villanova pick. I, I had Michigan and Michigan State meet up in the Elite Eight for no reason other than I wanted to see it happen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the one number one seed I have in the Final Four just going down. <laughs> I actually picked Wisconsin in the upset. Uh, like, probably good. probably 10 minutes before the like tournament started, I was like, man, Nova's getting beat by Whiskey, and I went and changed it. Like last minute, because I had Nova going to the final four, and I just like I had them go from the final four to just out in the second round, and it ended up happening. And that called Duke. That count? For yeah, something? yeah, it helps for sure. Um, <laughs> you gotta it, call blue. I, I had Bro, Michigan. Did you call blue? Who like Michigan? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have them going to the Elite Eight, so I have them beating Oregon uh, tomorrow as well. So. We'll see what happens there, but I don't think they're getting past Kansas. But who knows in March Madness, like literally, like oh. anything can happen. So, uh, but it was just funny. Like I always look. Rose kept asking me. She's like, "How am I doing? How am I doing?" And I'd be like, "Oh, you're like." Because at one point she was doing okay, and then Duke lost, and she had Duke winning, so then she just got murdered. But then I was just like, "You know what? You'll be fine. You beat Dylan. That's all that matters. You can just always tell Dylan that you beat him, and that's all that matters." So. But let's. Uh, we're not. We're not a college basketball podcast. We are a fantasy hockey podcast. <laughs> uh, so D, since I threw some shade at you there, we'll start it off with you because I know you got a number of guys that you're looking at right now to uh, to add off the waiver wire. Um, and I know you have a kind of a wide range of guys who will be either available in shallower leagues and some guys uh, available in deeper leagues as well. So why don't you go ahead and uh, kick our waiver playoff pickup segment off? Yeah. So. Um, kind of the approach I took to this, like I think in this point of the season, uh, we're kind of past the point of like looking for guys that you know are, have those strong underlying numbers and kind of poised to break out. 
uh, you know, like if they're to see more opportunity, like yada yada, the stuff we talk about all year long. Yeah. Um, now it's more about kind of finding those guys that are going to at least have the potential to kind of swing one or two fantasy categories your way um, on any given night. And so, like, the guys we're talking about are, you know, probably not the most enticing names, but guys that play around 17, 18 minutes a night on the first, second line and seen a lot of power play time as well. Uh, so, like, uh, for example, like, Anders Lee, I think, is a really good one. Uh, he bounces between the first and second line, consistently logs around 17, 18 minutes a night, plays on the top power play, you know, alongside Tavares. Uh, and, you know, normally we just look at his 26 goals on 58, 158 shots and uh, point out that, you know, it's not sustainable in, in the least. But uh, yeah, he's clearly though. shown to have an above-average shot, 12-and-a-half uh, shooting percentage for his career. Um, so qu- what that all says to me, you know, he's just 36% owned. Um, this guy, you know, if we're getting further end of the week, you need power play points or you need goals. Um, and any given night, you know, he's got a chance of finding the back of the net for sure. Um, Jonathan Marchessault is another one. Falls right in line with the same train of thought. He's, he's falling down to the third line, but he's still on the top power play unit right now. Um, him and Lee, both seven power play goals on the year. So uh, just guys like that we're talking like can really um make an impact or at least potentially because you know you're just looking for the right bounces you're just kind of trying to hedge your bets mm-hmm. um and hoping you know that that i guess that the puck bounces your way uh thomas tatar is another one that brock uh you were saying and i think fits that nicely yeah he will um, like tatar is one of those guys we kind of like lee falls under the same category i guess too because he he was he had a slow start and then for the last couple months he's been flying uh, and then Tatar, like, obviously just a terrible first, like, five months of the season. But he's been on he's fire. Zetterberg, like, he's on a line with Zetterberg and Nyquist. So, like, they're the only line that does anything for Detroit usually every night. So um, Again, but, tonight as well? Yeah, well, last night. Well, oh, yeah, sorry. They don't play that last night. goal there, yeah. that borderline. But uh, you, that's one thing for sure right now, DA. We're always talking about guys that, you know, might start seeing an increased role, but we don't. You don't have time to wait at this point. We need guys yeah. that are that are playing the heavy minutes, logging the big minutes, playing with good players. Lee actually just got bumped to the second line today for like the first time in months. Uh, mm. But with Andrew Ladd moving up to the top line, that was the plan all year long, and uh, it never actually worked. So <laughs> I don't. Really worked we out. could definitely see Lee back on uh, back on Tavares's line by the third period tonight. So. Uh, Lee's definitely a nice one. I mean, 26 goals is awesome. Marjorie has been pretty consistent all year long. Uh, Biebs, you got a couple names to throw at us? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as you mentioned, just guys who are getting, you know, um, upper minutes and, and in nice situations. One for sure that sticks out to me is uh, Nick Schmaltz out in Chicago. He's a guy currently playing on a line with uh, two guys who you guys might have heard of. They're pretty good for fantasy, uh, Artemi Panarin and Patrick Kane. Um, that's his wingers, and he's uh, sliding down the center. He's recently, his minutes have been up in the 18-19s in the last couple of games there. Um, he has three points in his last two games, but he's kind of brown, bound to really start breaking out just as a product of the situation. So this is a guy where you can slot him in um, for a spot start, a nice uh, pickup if you see a weak matchup, and, and you know he could get one or two uh, secondary assists or even, who knows, uh, pop one in on an easy chance, just, again, product of situation that he's in. Um, he's also playing on the second power play unit, so if you do need some power play points, there's a small potential for that. Um, another guy that I'm going to look at here, not necessarily the most enticing name, um, but Christian Dvorak. He's only 3% on min leagues, which is super low, but he's currently getting all the top minutes out in um, out in Arizona this year, or at this moment, and there's really, I, I don't assume that's going to change. They're, they're absolutely out of the playoff picture, as we know, so they're giving one of their best uh, future prospects just all the time that he can get. 
and that's turned into 20 minutes of ice a game. So he's he's had four points in his last five games. That's not anything to blow your mind, but he is. Uh, we always mention someone has to score on a team, and he is. Uh, he's kind of one of the best guys in one of the uh, in one of the best positions got, to score. He's out got the best line mates out there too. I mean, absolutely. Domi and Verbat are the t- best two players you can play with out mm-hmm. there. So. And he has seen huge minutes. It's crazy to say that Domi and Dvorak are your best options, but uh, it's it's the case. Uh, it's dire dire straits out in Arizona right yeah, now. Yeah, to be three percent owned, he's one of those guys where I was just surprised that he's only three percent owned, even because keeper leagues. You know, you expect people to uh, to maybe be stocking up for next year as they saw their teams kind of dwindle away and realize, you know, that that this year might be done. This is someone you might want to, you know, consider for next year. He's going to be in a top six role out there, and that team's only getting uh, older, getting more experienced. So definitely keep an eye on him. But he's also uh, definitely relevant at this point if you're going to be playing nightly matchups. Uh, yeah. Dia let you take a couple more there because well, I had a bunch. Real quickly, I would just like to piggyback uh, kind of off of your uh, Schmaltz pick. Um, mm. And John Hayden's another guy. He who, he just came over, just signed a deal out of college. And because of the injury to Anisimov, he was kind of thrust right into a top six role on, on Taves' line. And he's played pretty well uh, through his first four NHL games. He's got three points, uh, popped his first goal. Uh, in his second game so he's got a goal to assist in his first four NHL games playing not huge minutes he did see 17 minutes against Colorado uh, but again this is a kid that was uh, over a point per game at Yale University this year playing he had 21 goals playing with Taves uh, he's a, he's another guy who benefited huge from Anisimov's injury uh, and then I'll just throw a couple qu- other quick names out there before I go back to D here um, Jordan Stahl and Elias Lindholm uh, Stahl's 24% owned Lindholm 19% um, they each have nine points, uh, two goals and si- seven assists for Stahl, three goals and six assists for Lindholm in their last eight games. So they've been playing a lot better as of late. Um, but the real thing that interests me about Stahl and Lindholm is the Hurricanes have seven games in their next 11 days. Yep. They have two, two more games this week and then five games uh, next week. So they have just a huge schedule coming up in the most crucial time of the year. So five um, games you, in a week. Yeah, there's and like at this point of the year too. I think they just had to pick so a team ridiculous. that they just knew would be out of it by this point to just screw over at the end of the year or what? Well, uh, kind of, the yeah. Predators are another team. They actually have five games next week as well, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, if you're looking for opportunity, the Stahl and Lindholm both play humongous minutes on the first and second line, respectively. And uh, they both see time on the top power play unit in Carolina. Um, Carolina has been solid all year. Uh, they're not a playoff team by any means, but they have shown the ability to score. Um, they give up quite a, quite a few goals, unfortunately. So you might get a couple minuses here and there in those seven games. But uh, the way they've been going lately, they're the two hottest players in Carolina. They've exceeded expectations. Yeah, and, and you know what? Stahl's good if your lead counts hits and stuff as well. So uh, if you're in a league... You know, if you're in the semifinals, these guys play seven games in the next 11 days. You can pick them up right now, have them for the rest of this week. And if if you are fortunate enough to be playing next week, you have five games you're looking at next week, which is huge. So I think, you know, even in a couple other Hurricanes might even be uh, worth a look if you're in a deeper league and these two aren't available just because of the volume of games next week. But D, you got a couple more names? Uh, yeah, uh, just a, f- a few more guys that kind of fall into the same bubble. Uh Guys that we talked about before, so I'm not going to touch on them too much, but Mika Zibanejad, Andre Palat, and Sam Reinhardt, all mm-hmm. under 32% owned, you know, all pretty skilled players, and they all play at least 17 minutes of ice a night, uh, and power play time as well. 
Vlad actually played 26 minutes against Washington the other night, which is yeah, insane. Nuts. Um, and then if you want to look even deeper into the wire, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the guy that we pushed for earlier in the year, sitting at just 19% right now. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about his situation before. Another guy that's just capable of contributing to multiple fantasy categories. Uh, Andre Burakovsky, 19% owned as well, just returned from injury. And Brock, you probably know he's got some of the best per 60 rates in the league. Yeah. Uh, seems to be able to produce in uh, basically minimal ice time for the Capitals. And the last one, Travis Ajax, sitting at just 13%. Um, you know, he, he sucks, yeah, but, you know, if you're desperate <laughs> and need anything to turn around at the end of the week, it's a free pickup for a guy that's going to skate 20 minutes attached to Taylor Hall's hip right now. Um, so I, I still think there's a lot of options out there. And uh, if you're kind of looking to make up some ground in some counting, co- counting categories, absolutely abuse the amount of player ads you're allowed in each week, especially in the playoffs. You might as well have uh, anyone that's kind of marginally on your roster. It doesn't really matter, right? It's do or die. So if you need to kind of push a few categories at the end of the week, I think all those guys are worthy targets. Yeah, it's crazy. We talked about it a lot this year. Uh, me specifically, kind of about R&H. Uh, how his shots are way up this year and it just has not we kept saying it's going to eventually result in goals and it just hasn't been the case he's already actually he's two shots away from his career high and he's going to have his lowest goal total other than last year where he missed uh, nearly 30 games but shooting at just eight percent it, it, it's unfortunate i mean if he could get yeah. uh if he could start finding the back of the net with uh more regularity that team would be really dangerous obviously mcdavid oh, yeah. and Dre Seidel, uh, and Maroon have played really well, but even you know if Lucic and RNH can you know wake up a little bit and start finding the back of the net, that could be a, a more dangerous team come playoff time. But uh, Beebs, you got a couple more names? Uh, just one more, or a couple more, I guess. Well, one that I want to talk about quick. Um, I wrote it down, but it's it, it's depending upon injury. But Jake Wenzel out in uh, I believe that's how you say it, Jake Wenzel yep. out in Pittsburgh. He is uh, he was um, as D used the term riding uh, riding the hip of Sidney Crosby for the last couple of games and uh that led to eight points in his past five games but then last night he got Risto! A concussion Risto yeah, absolutely Risto, obliterated Risto absolutely him destroyed him yeah um kind of why I wanted to mention him just because you know let people know Risto hits too um but you know uh but Gwensel I really hope he's okay because he is day-to-day and he's a nice pickup right now he's only 20 percent owned again um so a guy who's putting up points with Crosby he's looked phenomenal since uh with all those injuries out there in Pittsburgh and he's a guy who they'll start to lean on if they do have if they do need to if he is healthy but with that also keep an eye on Chris Kunitz because if if yeah, uh if this injury is big and uh gonna last a long time Kunitz is a guy who can definitely slot in for a night or two maybe put up uh Put up some decent numbers playing alongside his favorite line mate ever, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and um, my other quick match, just um, as a lot of people I'm sure have now tuned into uh, Jakob Slavin out in Carolina. I can't believe we mentioned three Carolina guys here. But um, just uh, had a, having an extremely strong last couple of weeks after a hat trick last week. Um, which Brock, I'm pretty sure you said is was the only guy you didn't pick in DraftKings that night. So. Yeah, well, the only um, hurricane, yeah, I stacked so many yeah. hurricanes and just didn't have him. I still won money that night, but I was like, oh my god, this could have been my night. Slavin exactly just happened. goes off with an app like a, a Hattie. I think two of them were unassisted too. I was like, how does a defenseman get a Hattie with two unassisted goals? It's just absurd. He's another guy though too. He'll chip into hits and blocks if your league counts that as well. Plays huge minutes. I like Slavin a lot. Um, Put up 27 last night, so that's uh, that's top. 
top unit uh, type minutes. There. Oh yeah, so, you know it's definitely if, intriguing. If uh, before we get into the goalie spot starts, uh, I just wanted to talk about Risto for a little bit because we always like to talk about <laughs> Risto. Um, Why not? Eh? So the other night it was. Um, the Wings versus the Sabres on NBCSN. So Pierre had the call that night. And, dude, I Great. think we could get Pierre on this podcast, and he would fit right in. I, as much as we don't like Pierre, dude, he all he talked about the whole game was how much he just absolutely loved Ristolainen and how he just thought, right. just thinks he's going to be just the greatest. Like, at one point, he compared him to Chris Pronger, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is just getting absurd. Like, he, like Pierre was just going off, just absolute love for Risto, and, and then I he just, throws that hit last night, Pronger esque. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I was just like, man, I think Pierre might be a future member of the Daily Faceoff podcast because he's gonna get fired from TV on one day. Because he's he calling him Risto at all? No, no Risto. Are you kidding me, dude? I don't think he's ever used nicknames. He always pronounces their names with the most perfect <laughs> punctuation. Rasmus Risto Linen. Yeah. From Denver, Finland. Yeah, he just goes all out. But uh, I thought it was Risto Risto line. Yeah, <laughs> should be at this point. Oh <laughs> man, oh Risto would love us if we ever met us. The biggest fans. We should have went to that Buffalo game in Detroit. And just went like I would have just worn a Risto jersey in Detroit. I wouldn't even have cared. It would have been that. We should have got fun. enough people to fit Risto line in across all our. <laughs> no, just one letter. Just so Risto, just like 12, 13 people. Just Risto with like ten O's. <laughs> just a ten extra people on the end of the line with a bunch of O's. <laughs> Yeah, that we all just yell it aggressively every uh, time he steps on the ice. Just every time he touches the ice. Except yeah. for Brock, do you think you could actually do that in a Wings game? You would just be like, say. yeah, then say there's at no way. You're like, no, I'm the, putting at, you on my Pavel Jadzik jersey and I'm not taking it off. <laughs> at this point of the year, I probably could have did it. Other years, I wouldn't have Go been wings, so. Though. I wouldn't have been so keen on doing it. But um, I'm going to quickly jump in and talk about some goalie spot start options coming up uh, at this time of the I'm year. Uh, at this time of the year, you're really looking for uh, if you know some teams are weaker in net uh, than others. Sometimes you fall behind in in goalie categories, and you need a guy, you need that extra start to help you, uh, or maybe you just need an extra goalie, and you need a guy that you think uh, could see some playing time in the near future. So here's a couple guys that I'd be looking at. Uh, the first is Aaron Dell, who is eight. <laughs> He's 18% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, so basically, the Sharks have made it well known that they're going to give Dell uh, quite a bit of playing time down the stretch. We've already seen it happening. Um, basically, they just want to give Martin Jones some, Martin Jones some extra rest here. Um, Dell already had one start this week, uh, and they have another back-to-back coming up on Friday, Saturday. Um, his first start came in Dallas. He made 19 saves. They ended up losing one nothing. Yes, the Stars actually got a shutout. Um but that their their other back to back coming up is uh, Friday, Saturday, and the first game's in Dallas again. So there's a good chance since he played well against them the first time this week that he'll start um, that one again. And let's say you are fortunate enough to be playing again next week, they do have another back to back Thursday, Friday in Edmonton and Calgary next week. So there's a very strong chance uh, that he starts uh, one of those games as well. So Aaron Dell could see two or three starts here in the span of the next week and a half. Uh, he's played really, really well as the Sharks number two this year, and a guy who is definitely worth an add in, in, in you know at this point of the year because you know he's one of the guys. He's the backup who's guaranteed playing time at this point. So yeah, I don't know if yeah. you guys have anything else to add on Dell. I can't uh, say much. Dell actually Del. won me a week, or he won me a matchup like last week. I picked him up on Sunday, and he stopped 39, 40, say, or 40 shots and got the win, and then won like an extra two categories for me, and I won the week. 
There you go. I'm still bitter about the time I... I was going to say, I'm still bitter at the time I threw out the question for the fans of name San Jose's backup and Brock just like, and y'all. Just like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just ask that. the guy who runs daily face-off. So I'm still bitter, so I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Sorry. I... But, yeah, good pickup. <laughs> um, another guy that's worth looking at is a guy I'm not crazy about, but uh, the team in front of him is really talented, and that's Darcy Kemper. Um Devin Dubnik had been struggling. He did get back on track uh, last night. But the Wild have a nice, easy back-to-back coming up this weekend. Uh, they have the Canucks on Saturday, and then they're in Detroit on Sunday. So Kemp, Kemp, sorry, Kemper would be worth a pickup right now uh, if you need a win or some goalie stats come Saturday or Sunday. I think he's a, he's a smart pickup right now because there's a really good chance he starts one of those games. And if you pick him up now, maybe you don't even need that start this weekend, but at least it gives you, it gives you the option of plugging him in there on Saturday or Sunday. And either one of those matchups, uh, both of those are definitely winnable games, even with Kemper and Nett for the Wild. Uh, the Canucks aren't very good. The Red Wings aren't very good. So uh, definitely a worthwhile spot start against one of those bottom feeders. Uh, D, I don't know if you'll have anything to say about this one here, but Curtis McElhaney, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you you uh, you probably know by now I'm not the biggest proponent for Curtis McElhaney, uh, but desperate times do call for desperate measures. Uh, they've already scheduled them to start tomorrow's game versus the Devils. Uh, the Devils have lost 12 of their last 14. Um, they're not good at all. Uh, so McElhaney might be a worthwhile spot start tomorrow just because the matchup is a juicy one. Uh, he does have a 9.22 save percentage on the season, including nine, a 9.21 save percentage since joining the Maple Leafs. He's had uh, he's had some rough patches this year in Toronto, but uh, against a team that usually nice just pass. doesn't score, uh, he's probably and behind a team that can score a ton. Uh, there's a good chance at least walk away with a W tomorrow, and McElhaney could be a nice cheap W for you. Uh, D, you watch him more than I do. Would you advise picking up Curtis McElhaney? I think it's serviceable. I think, it, yeah, and especially a decent spot start. And it's more like you said, desperate times called for desperate measures. Um, I think if you're looking for goalie wins, anytime you can get, uh, you know, kind of a, a lottery team like New Jersey going up against a playoff team, you can get the goalie for the playoff team. Um, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. Despite the fact that uh, tomorrow night's, uh, well, I guess it'll be tonight by the time the people listen to it, but that game's got trap game written all over. Oh, it. Oh, for sure, absolutely, it does. We're three-two yeah. right now against Columbus, and a huge win here. Uh, come on, Mayward. Okay, sorry, I just watched yeah. the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. These last few games have been crazy, dude. It's just starting to look like more and more like the Leafs are going to get the last spot in the Atlantic, and that's actually kind of crazy because that sets them up with a first-round matchup against the Sens, which is just so much more winnable than the Cavs. Oh, absolutely. Um, And then basically goes right with what you just said, uh, where whenever you can get a guy on a playoff team against a a lottery team, it's a worthwhile pickup. Now, this one is less for sure. It seems almost a guarantee that McElhinney starts tomorrow, but Laurent Brassois might get the start for the Oilers tomorrow. Such a weird Uh, game. Cam Great Talbot. Pronunciation by Bucks yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> he went to a French grade school. The uh, <laughs> the Oilers have been riding Talbot uh, super hard all year. Most starts in the NHL. Uh, and I don't think they plan on going away from him, really. But they Talbot is starting tonight, Thursday, and then, or sorry, Wednesday. And then tomorrow, they play the Avalanche. Um, and the Avalanche already announced that Jeremy Smith is starting. So they could Free see. Win. They could see. Uh, <laughs> This as a as an equipment manager. Yeah, <laughs> it was Jeremy Smith, twenty eight year old rookie, baby. Yeah, it's the equipment manager. Future, protect sure. him. Protect him. Sorry, he's the future. 
They could see it as an opportunity to get Brassois in the net and uh, give Talbot a night off before he, you know, really making a final push and riding him uh, to the finish line here. So Brassois might get a start. Just openly trying to lose now, eh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you know your roommate went to a Buffalo Sabres Colorado game because of Jeremy Smith, and he was telling me about it like last week. So you should, <laughs> you should definitely talk to him about that. Cause... Just a huge. <laughs> Jeremy so he knows him. He knows him quite quite well. So knows we're just ba- we're just yeah yeah we're just ripping into Jeremy Smith, and he's just going to games. On he's him. also the one who told me he just loves Riley Sheehan because apparently Sheehan uh, didn't didn't make uh, like major junior a out, out of high school or whatever like he played junior b and junior c hockey because he couldn't score <laughs> and then seriously though. yeah so i didn't really tell him what brock thinks about Riley Sheehan. well yeah, i no. mean he's a 25 year old who could you know continue to improve but when you go like oh for 70 you just can't score yeah. a goal eventually like you're well, gonna start getting so ripped on his head right now oh right? my like, god dude it's like <laughs> He gets such. He gets like one glorious Ever since opportunity. You brought it up too. Everyone's talking about it. Oh yeah. Brock, I went to uh, I went to the Avalanche versus Red Wings game on on this past weekend, and I was so terrified that like that they were just gonna like put Shea on like the top line just to break the streak, and it was gonna be against Colorado. That was like my one worry. I didn't care that they were losing five one. It was like just do not let Shea score. What do you mean they were gonna put him on the top line? He already is basically on the top <laughs> line. Guys, he's top That's six it. minutes. Yeah, he in. was playing power play. Oh dude, it's ridiculous. And like like they didn't have Manth on the power play. Like he's got to earn his spot from one of the guys who's earned it. And I was just like, dude, Shea literally has no goals in like 72 games like what has he done to deserve it you know what's funny that i didn't really realize and it's not entirely related to what we're talking about right now (laughs) but the wings like still aren't even like gonna be end up being that close to the all-time playoff record eh? no no like like, oh yeah that that, uh yeah i think it's 29 it's just so stupid because there's probably like eight teams when boston did that yeah oh yeah yeah well that, that record's safe for another 30 years so well, I guess Forever. not 30. There's some teams that have... It's, like, got to be up there. You know what I mean? As one now, of the most untouchable, yeah. There's going to be 32 teams within, like, the next few years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, before we head over to the Blue <gasps> Stones in the break... <laughs> he didn't score. Sorry. <laughs> there's a couple more guys that would be Fair worth point. looking at if you need help in net. Uh, these two are more towards looking towards next week, uh, opposed to this week. But Philip Grubauer, 18% owned. The Capitals have Winter been given... Alert. Grubauer uh, won game on back-to-back sets all season long, so he will almost certainly start in Colorado next Wednesday. Um, and then depending on what Barry Trotz is thinking, he could give Braden Holpe four full days off in a row if he elects to give Grubauer um, a start this Saturday versus the Coyotes. It might be a good chance to get Holpe he some should. extra rest. Yeah. Um, and then I think they play the Coyotes. Like I think like three of their next four games are against like Arizona twice and Colorado once or something like that. I don't so, want to hear that. Uh, I want Columbus the, to get the President's Trophy, but I don't want them to win tonight against the Leafs. So I, I was hoping that Washington would have a tough. No, yeah, they they got a pretty easy uh, road ahead. But anyways, Grubauer might not be a huge factor this week, but he could see the Avalanche next week, which is obviously almost a guaranteed W uh, for him. So They'll just follow the Avalanche. Common theme, yes. Yeah, stack oh, the Avalanche, stack Arizona. <laughs> And then, as uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Nashville Predators have five games next week. So UC Saro sitting at six percent owns worth uh, might be worth taking a look at as well. Uh, obviously, I've been clamoring for Saros to get more starts, more playing time all year long. Uh, and they continue to give Pe- him, like the greatest goalie of our generation, bro. Yeah, they continue to give Pekarene tons of starts, uh, which at one point looked stupid because like. Saros is playing great. Rene, Rene was playing terrible. Uh, but Rene's picked it up lately. I think he's won three in a row now. 
Um, so I'm assuming Rene will start both of the remaining games this week. However, again, five games next week means two back to back. So Saros should could see should see three start or sorry two starts uh, to Rene's three next week. So. Uh, whenever you're in a situation like that as well, he should get the easier of both of those matchups as well. So Saros could be a guy you could pick up on the cheap right now, and he could get you two Ws next week in what could be the fantasy finals. So uh, I think Saros is definitely a guy that's worth taking a look at right now as well. So that's uh, I think we just gave you about 14 waiver wire pickups plus six potential spot uh, spa starts in net. Uh, so a lot of things to go over. You're probably listening to this right now, just searching the wire hard. Uh, make sure you you go with that plus button. You, yeah, you gotta make sure you drop the right guys, though. You don't want to be screwing yourself over at the same time. But uh, we will go over to the blue stones right now, and then when we get back, we'll continue our expansion draft segment, and then we will get to. Uh, I think we have what one Twitter question you said, Beebs. Yeah, we got a nice Twitter question. Nice. So then we'll answer a Twitter question as well. So enjoy the Blue Sorry, Stones. Sorry, the Leafs just scored. I was like watching it happen. Oh, what? I'm on delay, ass. Oh, I apologize. Well, they're about to score. So hype. Ass. Marner also just got hurt. So oh, let's just take, take right, let's a good Yeah, we're going to go to break. <laughs> See you here in six seconds. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. Time slows and my vision arrows. I'm out of money. I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set on free Because it's A very Nick Cronwell edition of the Daily Face Off <laughs> podcast, or uh, or Danny Markov, depending on what you're into. Uh, Ed Jovanovski. Ed Jovanovski. No, no, no. I'm your co-host, Dylan uh, You know, as always, we hope you enjoyed those sweet riffs from the great B Stones. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that first half. Uh, wish you nothing but the best throughout your fantasy playoffs. But now oh, we yeah. shift gears a little bit back towards this uh, little expansion draft segment we've been doing. Uh, what teams are we tackling today, Brock? The Florida Panthers, LA Kings, Minnesota Wild, and Montreal Canadiens. Terrific. Terrific. Les habitants. <laughs> Brock, we get it. You know French. So, uh, we're we going to hit first. Going to hit the Panthers? Yeah, we'll hit the Panthers first. So, the guys that remember, uh, as I say every week, these are the guys that we would protect if we were this team. Uh, and not who we think they're going to protect. It's our protections, uh, and they'll probably be not even close, but that's why uh, we're having a little bit of fun. So with the Florida Panthers, we protected uh, Alexander Barkoff, Vincent Trocek, uh, Nick Bugstad, UC Jokinen, Riley Smith, Jonathan Huberdeau, 
and Jonathan Marchesto uh, for forwards. And then on the blue line, Keith Yandel, um, Aaron Ekblad, and Alex Petrovic. Um, I think that there's obviously going to be they're gonna they're gonna want like we talked about before. Um, you got to meet expo- the exposure requirements, and as of right now, they'd have to let one of Demers, Jason Demers, or Aaron Ekblad go. Uh, I think if they had to pick between those two, they're Slut gonna Ekblad keep Ekblad. So, but I think <laughs> I think there's Sorry, a good buddy. chance that they'll sign um, another player like Petrovic, Pesic, Jakob Kindle and have those guys meet the exposure requirements by getting them under contract next year to enable them to keep Demers instead of Petrovic. But at the time that we've recorded this, Demers was still going to have to be uh, let go. But obviously, I think that that's a guy that they'd want to keep. He's got a pretty decent contract, uh, 4.5 mil for the next five years or so. So it's not a great contract, but it's not terrible either. Uh, and he's sure. probably their second or their third best defenseman. So, and then in net, uh, we said James Reimer over uh, Roberto Luongo, uh, just because Roberto's super old. I don't even think that Vegas <laughs> would touch him. Um, yep. But Luongo's been getting hurt almost every year for the last couple of years. He's just thirty-seven years old. I mean, probably not a whole lot left in the tank. Um, but like as of right now, Jason Demers is kind of their key guy to get exposed. Uh, the one interesting note, though, um, there's no, like. The debate would be, I think, a lot to uh, revolve would revolve heavily around Yammer Yager. I mean, like we left him unprotected because, again, he's forty five years old. Like it just seems super <laughs> unnecessary to, to protect a forty five year old. Uh, plus, he's an unrestricted. They're gonna free, take him, dude. There's so he's an unrestricted off. free agent they this year. Take him for sure. Oh yeah, dude, and he, he would love it. Vegas. Oh yeah, crazy. he would love it, dude. He would just. <laughs> Oh my God! So many twenty-year-olds in Vegas. Has um, he ever been tied to gambling? Because like that's not a good situation. No, I mean there's casinos everywhere though. Right? But like that, yeah. you know what? They're like, so we left him unprotected, and I think there's a good chance that Vegas takes a, a guy like him or like signs a guy like him because they're gonna need a couple big name guys, right? Like, I mean, Yager is not like a superstar anymore, but he's still a name that's gonna help sell tickets and stuff and right. You like can, at least you, they'll you, get you need the to use Yagers there once. Yeah. That's like a sold jersey and like eight tickets. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You get one jersey sale at least. Yeah. <laughs> at and least. like you like, you gotta be you gotta get guys <laughs> that'll help Yager. help promote the team, help with advertising and Yager would maybe be a good guy to do that. But they also leave guys like Thomas Fanick, Colton Sevier, um and the great Sean Thornton unprotected. Uh, so that I just is want to see old a ass Golden Knight Yager jersey. I want to see it now. We should just we should just buy one. <laughs> we just get it custom made. Uh, but make it, make it eighty six. Yeah, yeah. But Beebs, why don't you take care of the LA Kings? Brock, if you start paying us for this podcast, I will buy a Yarmer Yager King and uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Golden Knights. I think That's we all. I think we should just fair? become the traveling yoggers if, like, the <laughs> new traveling yoggers if he goes to Vegas. You can't just, just so one we... up traveling yoggers part two. Just like I think, the traveling. No, I think they just re- like. I think they're like retiring. Traveling Shayans. Oh my god, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we just buy Shayhan jerseys with number zeros instead of fifteens. Oh, ooh, that's a gold joke. Um. <laughs> all right, so LA is the team we're doing now. Um, we got no movement clauses on Anze Kopitar on the forward, and that's about it. But then, uh, obviously, keeping Jeff Carter, Tyler Toffoli, Tanner Pearson, Trevor Lewis, Kyle Clifford, and Nick Dowd. And then uh, on defense, they'll be keeping Dowdy, Martinez, and Muzzin. Those guys, all those keepers are pretty straightforward. Um, 
quite a bit of talent. Nick Dowd was the one where it's like, yeah, but you know, he's still. No, they uh, like him talent. though, and he's got his yeah, underlying like numbers are strong too. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, I don't know, he plays on their second power play unit. He's no. young. Yeah, compared to who they're shooting out, he's definitely probably the best pick there. And in that, uh, Jonathan Quick, obviously. Um, but the exposure, a couple of decent names coming out here. A little juicy one, maybe future captain of LA <laughs> or not LA, current captain of LA, future captain of the Vegas, uh, uh, Dustin Brown. Marion Gabarik being exposed. Jordan Nolan Windsor alert being exposed. Um, I think it's Dustin Forber. I don't know that. He's a big-ass D-man on LA who's being exposed. Um, and then Jeff Zakoff and Windsor alert Jack Campbell. Also yeah, it's exposed, D- so. it's Derek Forbert, but as Derek, it's close. Right. you got the D right. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, even yeah, Braden McNabb, Matt Green, not Dang. anybody crazy impressive. Um Michael Mersh is one guy that they could potentially uh, look at protecting as well. He's a young, huge winger. Uh, but, I mean, they're obviously going to let guys... Like, they could keep Dustin Brown just out of loyalty. It'd be stupid as shit because he makes $5.8 million and he's terrible. Um, but, so I have him keep it... Or we, we, really we have, like, I think Kyle Clifford, who is, like, protecting him just seems hilarious. But at least he's only makes $1.6 million until 2020. Uh, which is pretty reasonable contract for for what he brings to the table, uh, compared to he probably brings more offense to the table than Dustin Brown for a significantly uh, lower cap hit. Guys, nothing nothing to add to that one. I don't know. Like, There's nothing left to should, said about. Should Dustin. we tear into Dustin Brown a little bit more? Like? No, no, no. I think I was that was sufficient. Um, well then, moving on to the Minnesota Wild, uh, no movement clauses on Zach Parise, Miko Koivu, and Jason Palmanville. Um, Which is a great way to build a team in 2010. Yes, yes. Um, and then, they're also protecting Eric Stahl, Charlie Coyle, Michael Granlin, and Nino Niederreiter up front. Oh. Uh, so that leaves a couple of pretty good bodies unprotected, uh, namely Jason Zucker, uh, Martin Hans, who's going to be a free agent this uh, summer. And Eric Howla uh, is another one of those big names uh, being left unprotected. Um, and then on the blue line, no movement clause on Ryan Suter. Uh, then they're going to protect Jared Spurgeon and Matt Dumba. Again, leaving Dumba. protected a couple of pretty solid defensemen. Uh, you, they, Vegas will have their choice between Jonas Brodin, Marco Scandella, Gustav Olsson, and Christian Follen, all four uh, currently on the wild roster uh Jonas Brodin uh the better of yeah, the two uh seems like a really high chance that Jonas Brodin or Jason Zucker uh gets picked up by the Las Vegas Knights and then obviously in net uh they protect Darcy Kemper no just kidding uh Devin Dominic and Darcy Kemper he's gonna be a free agent this summer uh and yeah that's a good one uh <laughs> and Alex Stalock, yeah, he gets left unprotected, but I didn't even know he was even in the NHL anymore. So that would have been a better joke, actually. I thought about it, but I was just like, nah. I didn't even. I actually didn't even know he was on the, like the roster until I just looked at this. So yeah, that is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, that's one of the teams that's gonna get a little bit screwed by this, like losing a guy. I like see them using some draft picks to uh, protect some dudes to get the uh, the word at the you know how they're. Like throw you in the fourth round, don't touch protein kind of thing. Yeah, yeah definitely see them having to, to implement that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I hope First the I hope the Red Wings do something like that too. Like, yo, I'll give you three third round picks to take Abdicator's contract off our hands. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Dude. Yeah, I heard there was actually no. You can do that. that. You can do like that. Throwing out. There's teams asking if they could trade their protection slots. Yeah, um, like they don't want to protect ten guys. 
So yeah, I heard um, that, which is a little stupid to me. Yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't make any that. sense. But it's always been a thing that you can trade like picks or players or considerations for like uh, them saying they won't not, touch. Yeah, because um, San Jose did it, and when the Wild and Jackets came in, they traded I don't know a couple picks to both of them to protect Nabokov because they had I don't know who their other Nabokov goalie was. and Kiprasov wasn't it? Might have been, been Kiprasov. Yeah. Beauty alert. <laughs> Anyways. Final team, Montreal. D hit us with it. Uh, so forwards, you know, we got protecting Max Pacioretty, Andrew Shaw, Brandon Gallagher, Alex Galchenyuk, Paul Byron, the God, just been killing yep. it this year. Philip Deneau, Charles Houdon. Uh, on D, we got Shea, don't call me PK, Weber, Jeff Petrie, the only one with the no movement clause, and Nathan Boyu. And that, you know they're protecting Al Montoya, right? <laughs> Another good joke. Here we go. Jokes are flowing. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're protecting Carey Price. Uh, a couple notables: Thomas Plakanic, uh, sure. a little one we kind of went back and forth over with Paul Byron. But you guys convinced me, Byron's, you know, basically replaced what Plakanic has been over the last few years. He's had a hell of a year. Tori Mitchell, Chris Terry, uh, whoever the hell they are, Alexa Amlin, Brandon Davidson, Jordy Ben, and then the aforementioned Al Montoya. Yeah, and oh, then obviously, are. obviously the other the other thing too, uh, they got Alex <laughs> Radulov and Andre Markov as pending UFAs. So if they sign right. those guys, uh, namely Radulov, uh, if they sign him to an extension, you know they're protecting him. Um, so that if they do end up signing him, they could end up protecting him. Uh, obviously, uh, what's but, the word on that right now? I don't know. What's... Like, I feel like Radulov probably is. Radulov just seems like that type of guy that just like he'll just go uh, anywhere on a one-year deal as much money as he can possibly get. So, um, I I would he'll be jump surprised. Team if, to team. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. had a pretty good year, but he's definitely fallen off um, a little bit. Well, like, Very it depends nice how much stuff. he's asking. Like, I don't think, like, Montreal is going to want to sign him to the similar contract as what they have him to now. Uh, he's been banged up quite a bit, too. So, um, True. But, yeah, I, like, he just, I don't know. He, he, he hasn't gotten in any trouble this year, so maybe uh, we can't oh, judge. Yeah, we can't, we can't judge him like we used to, but he's, uh, he's, he's a guy that definitely seems like he would be interested in testing the free agent waters to get as much money as physically possible but That's uh what been doing for like the last 10 years yeah but he's just a beauty <laughs> true it's true kovalchuk coming back maybe he's not even lighting up the k dude all right well just is datsu coming back probably and then oh. you can wear your red wings back to Ari- wear your favorite arizona datsu jersey oh it'd be awesome yeah it'd be awesome <laughs> but uh beebs why don't you hit us with the old twitter question Oh, I forgot. That's why we were stalling time. Um, so, yeah. So, we got one Twitter question here, and uh, it's from one of our Patreons, which uh, we'd like to remind you guys. We do have a Patreon account if you guys want to uh, check that out. Um, got some cool little things to come along with it. But, yeah. So, this is one of our Patreons, uh, Ryan Del Rosario, and it comes from at Del Rosario underscore Ryan um, on Twitter. So, he sends it to us at DFO Podcast, and he asks, as always, I'm having goalie issues due to um, the injury he said doo-doo. <laughs> um, due to injury, I have John Gibson, Hank, Ranta, and Jones. Should I cut Gibby or Ranta? And then hashtag my league is half. I should have read this before. <laughs> it's hella shallow or something, something my shallow. My league is hella shallow. Oh, shallow as f***. Um, that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. There you shallow. go. That's what it says. Hashtag my league is shallow as f***. 
Got it. Uh, so he want, he needs to drop one of them. Uh, well, like honestly, like John Gibson, like there's no coming back for him right now. It doesn't look like I don't think like they're really expecting him back at all. Um, if you want to drop, if you have to drop one of them, Ranta wouldn't be a terrible idea because Lundqvist they say is going to get two out of the next three games at least. So, uh, and then he should start down the stretch as long as he's completely healthy. Uh, but yeah, if you don't have to drop one of them because Gibson is like not coming back anytime soon, definitely keep Bernier right now, which is crazy uh, to say because he's been on fire. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Gibson's not coming back anytime soon. So if it's a redraft league and you need to drop one of them, I would say Gibson because he, there's no return on the horizon. And if you aren't going to get anything out of him. There's no point in holding on to him. But if it's keeper league, obviously I wouldn't be dropping him. And then in which case I'd be dropping Ranta and leaning on uh, the Lundquist and Bernier connection. Yeah. No, it's a nice uh, connection. <laughs> not a bad connection at all. We also had a super quick question. It's one that, you know, won't really have to address too much, but it's from uh, at uh, at Steve McFire-Tarian. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah. And he asked the DFO podcast. Um, he says he has Eichland Matthews. And uh, he's in a keeper league. He wants to make sure they're keepers for next year. Or should he use them to, um, I'm going to word this better, to get a lot of stuff out of his friends um, through trades. But I think the obvious answer here is Eichel and Matthews are pretty elite players. You should probably hold on to them. Um, I think we can all agree on yeah. that. You don't you don't trade away guys with that type of talent. Well, like it, you can... You know. You can uh, sell high on certain guys, um, and it's a, it's a good idea. But in a keeper league, I mean, like, why would you want to trade Matthews, who's obviously uh, looks like he's going to be an up and coming superstar? Uh, maybe already is at, has that status, and, and Eichel as well. He's been one of the best players in the league since he came back from injury. And these kids are like 19 and 20 years old. They're both elite goal scorers are. Yeah, so I mean, like, if you can keep those two on your team for the next 10 years, uh, you're laughing. So, I mean, if it's somebody older, uh, like, if it was Ovechkin, I think, yeah, like, I would trade an Ovechkin, somebody older, but these guys are, are you know, have shown the ability to score just as many goals and put up just as many points, yeah. and they're just scratching the surface they're just so young and both of those teams are only going to get better and they're only going to get better so i mean when you have like let's like they're in like the same category as mcdavid right now like those are the guys in keeper leagues you just don't trade because they're so young um but yeah, somebody, i can afford to shit the bed in all your drafts going forward with yeah. those two guys on your team as keepers just because i really think like that. obviously you could probably get some type of something resembling a king's ransom for matthews Oh, for sure. Uh, but I really don't feel like Eichel's name really like kind of holds that same weight in the eyes of like the, the standard or I guess the the yeah, average. Like it should. Not yet, at least. Exactly. Yeah, like he's pretty underrated. Well, just uh, the fact so, that he's got fifty points like in fifty games doesn't. Yeah. He's not yeah, leading well, the, he's not leading the league in, in points, but like like Matthews is up there. But Buffalo obviously doesn't get as much attention as you do in Toronto. Um, obviously, you know? some setbacks last year too. But, you know, we love Eichel, and we think he's amazing. Definitely, I think going forward. Yeah, I don't think you could probably get uh, equal, let alone greater value for Eichel in a trade right now. Yeah, no, dude, Eichel's on pace for 334 shots over 82 games. <laughs> he's a beast. That's crazy. A lot of shots. Like, out Buffalo. That but puts yeah. him in mention for MVP of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. 
Uh, but yeah, so that has been episode number 55. Uh, yeah, don't trade Eichel or, Mc, or McDavid or Matthews if you're in a keeper league because they're going to be gods especially for the next McDavid. 10 years. Yo, especially Why would you ever trade the best player? Like, What are you hoping to get back? Yeah. Better than the best. Yeah, you know? Don't it's, trade Eric Carlson. Yeah. Don't trade Brent Burns. Man, did you guys see the thing I tweeted out today about Burns? I showed like his hero chart. And like it's like ranked on like a zero to a hundred scale, and like everything is just a hundred except for like his <laughs> his shots like conceded is like at like twenty five. But then it's, there's also like a little meter where it says like if he's fun, if like his style of play is fun or dull based on the amount of like whatever. And it, it just it hit the like it blew the fun meter just out of the water, <laughs> like just like so far in the fun zone. Uh, so I just tweeted just hashtag fun. And I looked, it just was the funniest looking hero chart I've ever seen. Just like so many points, so many shots, so much fun. Uh, but Brent Burns is the beauty. We'll leave, uh, we'll leave you guys on that note. That was episode 55. Oh, Hope you enjoyed Markov's it. Markov's a beauty. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, for both Leafs and the Wings. You yeah. Both get behind that. If, uh, if you guys uh, enjoy the show or want something to change, let us know. Uh, be sure to leave an iTunes review. Tell us what we're doing right. Uh, tell us what we're doing wrong. Hopefully there's not too much that we're doing wrong. Uh, we're almost through our second full season, but I'm sure there's some things we can improve on. So let us know uh, what you want to see from us. Uh, and as always, here come the Blue Stones to take you to the finish. See you guys next week. Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.